Welcome to Trauma and Finances. I'm your host, Everyday Empath, and this is where we hope to turn survivors into financial thrivers. I'm really excited because this is our um, initial podcast where we're kicking everything off and saying hello to the world, uh, both through blog and recordings. Um, so in this, right, we are going to explore if there is a relationship, right? Is there or is there not a relationship between money and how we manage it and trauma? Um, personally, I say yes, full force. Psychology says yes. Uh, so what is that relationship and how are we going to explore it? Um, so we'll dive through different topics, right? So depression or um, self-sabotage or even domestic violence, how that gets in the way of saving. Um, we're going to hit some hard topics, right? But we're going to do it um, with a positive spin. We're going to talk about strategies and we're going to open it up to discussion um, to explore different ways of doing things. So what is this podcast uh, intended for? So this podcast and the blog is meant to serve, encourage, inspire, and celebrate survivors hoping to make a difference in their lives through financial freedom. Now, what is financial freedom? It can be defined um, a number of different ways, especially, you know, the FIRE movement is super popular right now. Uh, the financial independence and retire early. Um, there's a lot of different ways to achieve that. And I've seen um, different YouTube videos and different blogs looking at those things. Um, but we, we will explore our own way, right? And how it applies to survivors of trauma. Um, what this podcast is not going to be, uh, first and foremost, it's not a substitute for therapy itself uh, or a financial advisor. Um, those individuals have, you know, certifications and licensure in their areas of specialty. Um, although I do have over a decade of experience in the mental health field um, and a strong interest in financial health, and this is a way of combining those two interests for me personally. Um, despite all of that, again, that this isn't take, to take place uh, of anything official. But in general, um, this should be an open forum to you guys for discussion and brainstorming um, and then just feeling good about your progress, right? So we are really going to hone in and celebrate every tiny accomplishment, right? Because accomplishment comes in all sizes. It could come in the way of buying your first home, right, which is a really big deal, or it can come in the way of saving your first $100 because you're living paycheck to paycheck, right? So again, it looks like many different things, and we're going to really acknowledge and validate all of those things. So what I'm, I'm hoping um, that this will also do is open up um, a channel for everybody, you, the listeners, uh, to interact with the blog and the podcast by leaving comments, asking questions, and sharing our stories. Um, at the end of the day, all anybody ever wants as human beings, as people, is to be validated, right? All we want is our stories to be heard, for us to be seen, and for us to be known some way in this world and to leave behind some kind of legacy, no matter how big or small, right? We just want to know that we've mattered in some way. Um, and so that is a part of what we're going to do, share each other's stories and then be inspired by them um, and see how we can change our own paths by learning by listening to others. Um, we're also going to talk about how, you know, our experiences both as children or either young adults or middle age or wherever trauma comes in. You know, we know that trauma comes in all sizes as well. Comes in those big T traumas, which is something really significant, right? So chronic abuse, whether it's sexual or physical or, um, you know, our parents were struggling with substance abuse and there was severe neglect, whatever that might be, right? And then there's those little t traumas, um, and that could be defined in different ways. 
such as, um, you know, a car accident um, that keeps you up at night, right? We're going to talk about how nightmares and a lack of sleep uh, can influence money management, etc. Um, trauma has a pretty severe impact, as you know, on all aspects of our life, right? Whether it's making friends or, um, you know, doing well in school or keeping the same job for more than a year um, or moving from city to city or being able to um, really lock into somebody romantically, right? It, it affects everything. So I think it's natural to assume that it would affect money management as well. And it can do that in a number of ways. One of those ways is decision-making skills, right? So for example, maybe you grew up with uh, a lack of resources, right? Maybe you just didn't have a lot growing up. Or maybe there are things that, you know, all the cool kids at school had that you just couldn't quite access, right? Whether it's, you know, the latest technology or super cool pair of kicks, right? Or um, really cool outfit or whatever it was um, that gave you social currency that you couldn't quite access yourself, right? And now as an adult, every time you have extra money, you know, say you're living paycheck to paycheck, you need exactly $1,000 to live and you bring home, you know, $1,200, right? And so what are you doing with that extra $200? You're going out and spending it right away, maybe even spending over that 200. Well, you know, what you don't know, or may maybe that you're not super aware of is that old brain, you know, and those old patterns are, are starting to creep in and they're saying, hey, you know, we, we've never had anything, we don't have anything, we're constantly going without, let's go buy some extra, let's treat ourselves, right? And you absolutely should treat yourself. I mean, at a minimum, I know you guys are out there and you're hustling, right? Survivors, if there's one thing that they're doing, it's, it's budding on resiliency, right? And so, again, celebrating those tiny wins. And so we're going to talk about uh, decision-making and spending, right, and what that looks like. We're also going to talk about um, how saving is a form of self-care, right? So self-care, I know there's a lot of people rolling their eyes and huffing. Oh, man, you know, that's, everybody keeps talking about self-care. Well, what does that mean um, in general, but also in relation to money management? Um, I think a lot of this is a shift in perspective, right? So uh, we can, like, savings and living on a budget is not super exciting, but if we shift our perspective and look at it as a self-care move, right? So like, this is how I'm gonna take care of myself for an emergency when it comes up. And maybe we're used to living in emergencies, right? Maybe our brains are constantly on and we're at this level of stress and we even chosen a career that specializes that in that level of stress, right? Like, so for instance, um, a firefighter, or a teacher in an inner city school, you know, or there's always some kind of impending danger or um, stressor happening, right? Um, I worked for many years on the inpatient psych unit, a pediatric psych unit. Um, you know, we find ourselves in, in different positions, but if we are not doing that, right, are we seeking that kind of stress high, if you will, um, through other ways, right? Do we put off paying our bills to the last minute because it gives our brain some kind of excitement, right? Something to wrestle with and, and to beat and then, oh, I'm going to save it at the last moment, right? Where do those patterns come from? We're going to start looking at that. Um, does it have anything to do with our past or, you know, is, is it our past replaying in front of us, right? Um, a lot of times money management affects our relationships, you know, so not only is trauma taking a toll on personal sharing or connecting, um, or that journey with those around us, but you know, maybe finances are right. Maybe you don't have enough money to go out with your friends when you want to Therefore you can't get in with the people that you want to get in with right. Maybe you're trying to hang out with a group of people 
um, that make more than you do or have a different lifestyle that you're interested in that you're trying to emulate. Well, I think that's excellent, you know, to to surround yourself by those that are going to encourage a better sense of yourself um, and even help you to grow. Um, But, you know, when you're trying to hang out with them initially or make an impression, you don't have enough money, you know, that can either be embarrassing. There's a lot of shame that comes with money in general. Um, So we're going to explore all of those topics. Um, You know, money itself or spending money a lot of times makes us feel better um, instantaneously, right? So you go and you shop and you spend all the money and you feel better, right? You feel like, I don't know, you got something or there's a sense of purpose in that. And then you get home and probably a couple days later, you look in your closet and you're like, dang, I'm never actually going to wear that. Or why did I buy all of these action figures? I, you know, I don't know. So I, whatever your, whatever your vice is, right, that you're getting into, we'll explore why that's important to you. Um, Is there a replacement behavior? Or is there some other way of doing it, right? One of the cool things that I've learned in my journey through learning about finances is only purchasing things um, that create an investment for you, right? That that bring some kind of return back. So for instance, I, I joked about the action figures, but long story, and we'll get to know one another uh, as these episodes go, but you know, I did buy an action figure recently, um, but I looked at the value and sort of the trend of that figure and what's going on. Um, and it ended up being an investment, right? So I didn't open it. So I thought, you know what, this is a way of purchasing something for that little self, right? So that that little part of me, um, you know, after a hard day at work or a tough therapy session or whatever you're going through. And then at the end of all that, you know, you reward yourself with something. And so whether it's an action figure or a really nice meal or those expensive fruit smoothies at the juice shop, whatever it is, right? Um, not a new car. I'm not going that extreme. We'll talk about that later. But um, just in general, just, you know, something small to kind of um, get in there and say, you know, thank you to yourself for hustling so much, but having the added bonus of it adding value to your longer term investment um, with your finances. And then different um questions, right, that people ask themselves uh, that might seem silly to someone on the outside, um, but to somebody that is experiencing it, you know, it sounds perfectly normal. For instance, you know, why do I need a 401k if I'm going to die younger than everybody else? A lot of survivors have this sense of impending doom, whether or not that's fully um, in the front of our minds at all times or not, you know, just sort of sensing like, I'm probably going to die young. I've always had this feeling that I don't know. I'll get in a car accident or I'll get cancer or something, you know, and I just won't be around for a 401k. So what's even the point? Or I'm going to put off paying my student loans um, because money doesn't really matter. You know, human connection and experiences matter. So I'm going to blow all my money right now. Right. And then 20 years later, you're still kicking around and you realize, shoot, all of my peers have houses and retirement and all of these things and here I am and I haven't saved at all or done anything. Well, it's not the end, right? It's not it's not a death sentence, right? As as much as your younger self might have liked it to have been. Um, but it, it doesn't have to be that daunting, right? There there is hope and you can flip that around. Um and that's something, you know, that survivors might go through. A lot of people um struggle with impulsivity, right? So like you're doing really well and then, oh shoot, you know, and then I spent everything. Well, we're going to talk about realistically what the best way to put in savings, how to access your savings, should your savings be close or far, how should you allocate your savings, that kind of thing. 
Um, a lot of people struggle with depression realistically, right? Especially after COVID. Oh my goodness. Say even non non survivors of, you know, abuse and trauma have struggled with COVID and the effects of, um, you know, ongoing chronic isolation, either through, you know, working on Zoom and you just need that energy from people or, you know, losing people to COVID, whatever that was, right? This is a, an especially tricky time. Um, and now we have yet another new variant, um, you know, coming out of South Africa and there's already been U.S. cases and it just seems to like be never ending. Like we're going on year three of this thing. How long is it going to last, right? Um, but depression, right, gets in the way of a lot of things. So, you know, you probably hear about side hustles. So you go on YouTube and you listen about these guys having three or four different side hustles. So like Mercari or selling things on eBay. And those are all excellent ideas. And I definitely recommend them. And we are going to explore how to set those up. Um, but we're also going to talk about how to stay motivated when you're doing that. Um, how to do things at a low impact um, cadence, right, to really get things going in a groove where it's actually realistically manageable to you. Um, because when depression hits, man, I mean, you know, right? You're in bed, you can't get out of it. I mean, it's it's an accomplishment that you even made it to work that day. How productive you were at work, well, it's nobody's business, right? Um, but, you know, we all have some days harder than others, um, especially with trauma. And depending on the severity of it and where we are in our work with it and healing from it. Um, you know, and then self-esteem gets in the way, right? What if I'm not good enough for a raise? I don't think I deserve one. I haven't really done much. I haven't accomplished much, yada, 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 right? All, all of these self-defeating thoughts creep in, right? And then you feel bad about having the thoughts and it's just this cyclical snowball that ends up crushing you either daily or hourly or weekly or whatever it might be, right? We're going to talk about how to break those patterns in an effective way, um, Again, explore different strategies that might work for that and apply it to financial um, status. But, you know, in general, a lot of these uh, exercises that we're going to talk about and approaches can be applied to anything. It doesn't have to be finances, um, but it's just going to be a way, again, to, to validate what you're going through and realize like, oh, shoot, it's not just me. Right. And OK, I'm not going to feel that bad about not being able to own a home yet at, at 39 years old, right? Because I was out doing other things. And, you know, I realized that we're going to talk about radical acceptance. Where are you? How did you get there? So you had a different journey than everybody else. Do we have to fit into that cookie cutter mold, right? Is that how we were made? Do I have the same kind of intelligence as everybody else? I'm really great emotional at emotional intelligence, right? Like I'm super empathetic with people that I talk to, right? Well, you know, recently, um, this, the world of psychology, right? Therapists and psychologists and uh, research associates have found out that, you know, a lot of empathy is derived from learning to read cues in your environment growing up. It might not have been safe. And so you had to be really good. All those mere neurons in the front of your brain had to be really, really good at predicting what the mood of maybe your abuser or, you know, person that didn't feel safe is going through, right? You had to be able to, to predict all of that. And so now as an adult, you're really wonderful at taking a look at somebody and knowing immediately what mood they're in and what they might need, right? Predicting needs. Well, that is, that's actually a fantastic skill. Uh, and that's excellent. You can do a million things with that. And it's super cool. So sometimes out of this adversity come these superpowers, right? That not other, that other people that maybe didn't have trauma at all, or not as much trauma, um, don't have access to. And so we're, again, we're going to talk about that and how to apply it to money management.
Um, and then we're going to, you know, we're going to talk about goals, short term and long term, right? How to make those. Uh, if you can't think about long term, how am I supposed to make a long term goal, right? We're going to break things down into tiny achievable pieces. Um, again, we're not going to get ahead of ourselves. One of the things uh, that inspired me to do this blog and podcast is I kept watching all of these videos, right? And they were, they were awesome, right? There's some really cool people out there doing some great things. But I kept noticing, like I was reading the title to all of, all of these um, either episodes or um, videos or whatever. And it was like, you know, how I quit my job making $100,000 a year, you know, to retire early. And I'm like, you know, I imagine it would be kind of easy to start investing and having, you know, a Roth IRA and doing all of these things when you make 100 grand a year. Um, realistically, most of us are making between 30 and 40, maybe, you know, some of us even less. So what about the rest of us, right? <laughs> so going to speak in really realistic terms, uh, terms that are hopefully more generalized um, and accessible to everybody. Um, it's it's not going to be a get rich quick. It's going to be a slow and steady wins the race, right? It's going to be a community that we're going to build um, and encouraging each other to do things, right? And so this should be for you. And so you shoot me an email, leave a comment, um, whatever it takes, and, and let me know what you want to see and what you want to hear. Um, and maybe we'll even do call-ins and, and talk things out. But on the whole, being a survivor is a badge of honor, okay? It wasn't easy getting to where we are, right? I, I don't care how old you are or in what position you're in or where you're at in life. Um, there's, we're not comparing it to anybody's experiences or um, status. But what we are going to do is I'm just going to take my hat off and give a moment to honor every single person that has been through something um, because it wasn't easy. And living with what happened isn't easy. Whether you remember it all or not, whether it's all on the forefront and presenting itself or not, it just wasn't easy, okay? And I know that, and you know that, and we'll get through this together. And we're going to do things a little bit at a time. But on the whole, this is for you. Um, and a huge shout out and a dedication to everything that you've done up until now. And so let's get excited about something. You know, let's find achievement in something. And let's let's just try this out, right? Let's get a new hobby and let's rock and roll together. So thanks so much for tuning in. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Take care. Bye.